Um, so that way the, the pricing of the option is actually, you know, not very expensive. So for example, you know, uh, and maybe we'll take a look at an option chain or something here on the spiders and see, All right? So give you an example of like, let's say um, today, right? It's at about 386 or something like that. So, you know, you might go in and, you know, look for a, so this is a Friday. Let's say you had an entry on Friday and uh, you decide to buy it. Uh, you decide to place a trade on a 55, right? And, and it's, it's about 386. You may go into the option chain and, and pull up maybe a 376 call or something, right? You decide to trade to the upside. A 376 call may cost you, you know, it's, it's $10 in the money. Right. So it has, you know, ten dollars of intrinsic value. And because it's deep enough in the money, it's probably like a 98 delta or something like that. So the option might cost you like just ten dollars and, you know, 30 cents, 40 cents, whatever. You might pay 20, 30 cents above the, you know, intrinsic value. OK, but when the stock moves in your favor, you're getting almost a one for one movement. Right. In 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 the uh, you know uh, stock price or in the price of the uh, uh, S&P. OK. Um, so what you're getting is you're getting a leverage, right? Something that you would have spent, uh, you know, 385, uh, you know, dollars on, right? You're really, you're, you're really, uh, you know, just paying $10 for it, right? So it's a fraction of that. So you're getting this leverage by using the option. Um, and you don't have some, you know, you don't have the time value, uh, fighting against you as well. So that way you could use a small amount of money in your trading account and be able to, you know, buy, so one, let's say it's, it's a roughly $10. So one contract is a hundred shares. So, you know, basically a thousand dollars could buy you one contract, right? Of the, of the SPY, okay? And so you wanna practice this uh, off of a 55 trades, okay? Um, and the way to, um, and we'll go, I'll, I'll go to the 55 in a little bit, um, but it's no different than, you know, uh, the. The, the rules that you would, you know, apply to when you look for a setup uh, in your trading account, um, you know, with a regular stock, what you're doing is you're looking for, you know, reasons on the daily in 233, you know, that makes you feel comfortable to take the trade to the upside, okay? Um, and if you just, you know, strictly, you know, look at the SPY on a monthly basis, you may get like one, you know, very quality, you know, trade to the upside. Some months you might get more, but typically you'll get one to two trades. You know, on a, uh, in a on a monthly basis uh, uh, on on the SPY, and you know the percentage, the returns on it is 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 very good enough that you don't need to do a whole lot. So let's say we start off with one contract, and um, in you know in in the trading account, the rules are to use the same dollar trades, right? So if you were to start off with you know a thousand dollar trade size, then you would stick with a thousand dollar trade size. With the SPY is you want to stick with the same uh, contract size. So if I'm going to start off with one contract, then I'm going to continue to stick with you know uh, one contract. And the reason being is sometimes you might, you know, purchase a strike price that is, you know, uh, is in the nine, the delta's in the 90s, but it's not that, you know, deep in the money. So let's say it, it might cost you $8, but it doesn't mean that, hey, because I'm spending $8 or $5, I could buy two contracts versus one contract. Stick with the same number of contract, okay, because you're dealing with the same stock or the same uh, symbol, okay?
and then of course as you you know uh grow your 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 trade size then you you might move it up to two contracts three contracts and so on all right uh but the type of returns that you could uh, normally see so uh if you pay attention to the SPY here on Friday we had a relatively bigger move but uh you know be, because we haven't seen you know a lot of big moves as we you know seen you know uh last year and certain times of the year um uh, but you know, five, six points of movement on the S&P here, right? Uh, they're there, okay? But I don't expect you to see that on a common, you know, or on a regular basis. <clears throat> but on a 55 chart, okay, um, oftentimes you would see a couple of points movement, you know, three, four, five uh, points of movement in a day or two or three, right? Because when you're in these 55 trades, you're expected to, you know, be in the trade maybe for, uh, for about a day, two days, three days max. Okay. Um, and so that's why you buy it, you know, a few days and maybe two, three days out in time uh, to allow you to, you know, to have more time in the trade. Right. And so uh, when you're in, you know, you're in it for a few days it, and, and, and you're seeing a 55 move, um, it's, it's very common to see, you know, three to five, sometimes seven, eight points of movements on the SPY. And so if you're buying something for $10, and you get three points, five points of movement, there's 30%, 50% movement, right? In, in, in anywhere from a day to three days, something like that, okay? And so you're getting a 30%, 50% uh, return on your, you know, trade size, okay? Um, on your trade, uh, and you do it once or twice a month, all right? So it doesn't take very long for you to, you know, build up an account uh, and and, you know, just, you got to be patient and and not you know try to do three to five trades as you as you normally try to do uh, in your uh, uh, your uh, trading account, right? This is something that we we just you know maybe once or twice in a month, right? When when the the setup is there, then we look to do those trades, okay? Um, so uh, to kind of give you an example, um, you know where we're at today, okay? You could see the uh, daily chart, you know I showed you guys earlier as we went through the market analysis right the weekly chart's been coming down and uh you know you could see the daily here kind of outside this you know slightly outside the bollinger band um we also know you know what the dow and the nasdaq look like as well and so uh we see stoke coming back down below 20 here so this is the second time right and so it wouldn't surprise me to see a little bit of a bounce right uh, early in the week, right? So if I have that little bit of a bounce, because you know we've we, we've cleared the 200 MA, okay, and oftentimes you know in 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 the next several candles, you you start to see maybe a movement to try to come back and retest that 200 MA, and that could give you you know reasons that you could take on a 55 you know uh, movement to the upside, okay, but you got to pay attention, and then so if I go to the um, if I go to the uh, 233 chart, <clears throat> you could also see Stoke red and green now, right? They're starting to come down below 20, okay? So if you do, right, you, 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 and it's they're also outside the bands. So you may get a little bit of a bounce on a 55 chart, okay? So let me go to the um, 55 chart now so you can see. So if I go to a 55 chart, give me a second. 
So if I go to the 55 chart here, you could see uh, where we're at as of uh, Friday, okay? So I could see here's the first time that Stoke Red and Green is above 20. And, you know, this is probably, a you know, if it lifts up above here, this will be the second time. So when it does that, you know, likely you're going to see Stoke go above 80, all right? That could give you maybe a trade up to even the mid-band or something like that, all right? Um and so, and so that could potentially be a, you know, a trade that, you know, and again, you have to analyze risk and reward. If the risk and reward doesn't make sense, then you just ignore the trade. So that doesn't, you know, that, that also applies. That doesn't go away. Okay. Um, if you look at the, uh, the spider chart here on the 55 here, you see this move coming down here. So it's March and the market starts coming, rolling over, right? Potentially, you know, this, this would be a trade to the downside here. Okay, when you if you enter the trade here at about the close of the trade, uh, the close of the candle is roughly about 405. Okay, where could you take it down to? Um, you could take it down to the 50 MA, but you got to pay attention to some of the bigger charts as well. Uh, the bigger chart on the you know the daily, the daily tells me the uh, 50 MA and the daily is about 398. So which is also lining up around the 50 the 50 MA here as well, about 398. You know, and looking at the weekly, you know, uh, 50 MA as well is about 398. So um, I could see the trade going down to about 398 or so. Okay. And so if you enter at 405, your opportunity is down to 398 is about $7, right? And where would you get out if it goes against you? You, you know, if this crosses back above the green and get to what, 407 and a half or something like that up here. Okay. So you would give up about, you know, 250 to get seven. So, you know, risk reward makes sense. And so we're on the sixth. And if you were to enter the trade, you would buy puts, right? The stock, uh, the S&P, uh, SPY is at 405. Uh, you would, you know, you, you, you're not going to buy the one that expires on the sixth. You're not going to buy the one that expires on the seventh. Maybe you buy the one that expires on the eighth, right? Just, just you know, to give you a little bit more time, right? Uh, but because you're you're getting in, you know, somewhere towards the middle of the day, the latter part of the day here, you definitely want to buy it, you know, where it expires on the 8th. That way uh, you have until the end of the day on the 8th to get out of the trade, okay? And so uh, as you get down, you know, on, as the chart, go, you know, works its way, you analyze candle by candle whether you, you know, are ready to exit or stay in, right? And you probably believe you don't get out until maybe about, probably this candle here on the seventh. All right. Is this is when Stoke starts to get down below 20, right? You're starting to hit, uh, you know, the getting close to the 50 MA and from a price area here, um, you, you're getting down to about 400 or so. So you analyze um, because remember you, you still want to pay attention to your risk and reward as I broke the 50 M or the middle boundary band. Right. I'm not waiting for the red and green across anymore, but I'm probably going to use my middle Bollinger Band as a way to get out if it, if it reverses. Right. And so at this point, uh, the stock is at, you know, hit about 400 ish. Right. And so um, the middle Bollinger Band is at uh, what is that? 402.78. So I got about 250, you know, of a risk to the upside, you know, two dollar ish. Okay, and to the downside, I got you know maybe another two fifty. So it's, I still have a one for one, and and as I'm in the trade and it's going in my direction, I don't need a two for one risk reward anymore. 
I'm I'm okay with the one for one. So I'm I'm, I'm still getting for one for one. I'm gonna make it makes sense for me to stay in. I'll stay in, right? And then next candle, I get you know, at about 400 and the uh, 200 MA. Uh, I mean, the middle Bollinger Band, I'm sorry, is now getting close to 403. It's rising a little bit, right? So now I'm I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm almost not getting one for one anymore, right? So at this point, I could argue to go, go ahead and get out, right? But definitely by the next candle, you, you can get out, all right, of the trade. And so what that would give you is about, you know, five points of movement, you know, on your trade, something you pay $10 and you just got $5 on it, right? And that, that, that. There, there's a 50% return right there on your trade. Does that, does that help? Questions on that? And let me, um, let me give you a, an, an option chain uh, that I pulled up uh, on the S&P so you can kind of see. All right, so here's the S&P March 14th. Right, so that expires, uh, the 13th is Monday, this is expires Tuesday. So let's say if you were in on the trade on a, let's say there was an entry on Friday to the upside, you would buy calls. And so here's the strike price. So if we go uh, and we look, uh, the stock was at about 386 or something like that, 386, right? So these are all the options that are in the money, right? So we look at the 380, or 376, right? It's roughly about $10 or 10, you know, the, the bid ask is a little wide because, you know, after hours, but even the 377, you could see the bid ask is closer, right? So, um, so the stock, uh, I think the stock is closer to 387, I'm sorry, right? So the, 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 the numbers, uh, I think, was reflecting maybe a little bit of an after hour activity, but looking at the bid ask here, it's about 387, okay? So on 387, looking at the 377, right? That's ten. That's about ten dollars in the money. And look at look at the bid ask. It's just roughly about ten dollars. So you're paying just maybe ten cents, fifteen cents more, you know, in time. And so it costs you about ten dollars. And of course, as you you know, as you go up on the strike, you're gonna pay a little bit more for time. Okay. Right. So that's what you would buy. You maybe you 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 buy the three seventy seven, all right. And then when it's time to you know get out, you just you know sell sell it, right. And so something you paid ten dollars, you're probably going to sell it for about fifteen dollars. Okay. Chris, I have a question. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm you know as I paper trade these, I'm not just mm -hmm. quite there yet. And this is not a big chart trade. Uh, it's a fifty five trade. And I notice, you know, whether it's, and, and again, I hate to go into news, but just I wanted to ask you this question. I notice the CPI report is coming out or Jay Powell says mm -hmm. something, just a big, big gap. Considering sure. it's a, only a one to three day trade, should I be concerned by that? Because it's a little stressful even on the paper side. Uh, yeah, if, if there's pending news or things that, uh, you know, could shake up the trade and you're not comfortable going into that, then don't, you know, don't. Uh... Uh, don't take the trade, right? Okay. Yeah, but you know, just trade it when when there isn't any. Uh, is, is you're not you're not trading through any news or anything that that could whip you around. Right, like the CPI um, report coming out on Tuesday. Just if I'm nervous about it, just stay away from it until it's passed. Correct, correct. Yeah, but usually yeah. those reports, you know, it's it's just you know, it it might it it typically it 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 has some swings, but 
it'll generally just can you know revert back into the direction that that it wants to go you know um and 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 it might not be for that day but the next day it will, it'll continue you know in the direction that it, it wanted to go in the train yep. yeah thank you chris question um yes. you were you were talking about trading down but you were looking at calls where did you mean to no do no that? no i was just i i was just talking about the right edge today Right. Oh, okay. Right now, okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, shouldn't we be looking at puts? Okay. Yeah, good. Because yeah, trading down, I'm just giving you sure this scenario here, and uh, we're past these dates, so so you right, you right. Pricings for these dates. Okay. So I'm just oh, showing gotcha. you current time pricing. Okay. Okay. Right? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that. No problem. All right, and then yeah, so remember, same size, you know, trade, uh, meaning same contracts, not same, you know, dollars, uh, and then just start off with one contract uh, practice first, right? And I, I suggest also going back in time to see, you know, in in a given month, you know, what are some of the the the, the chart setups that may, you know, that you would take, and then pay attention to your daily two thirty three where it would support an entry. And you know, get comfortable with it, and uh, you know, this is something that you could uh, uh, trade right as part of your trading account. Um, and I, I, I just looked at uh, futures earlier, and so we we do see a uh, a pop on the futures. Um, yeah, they so announced they're going to save Silk Belt. They announced they're going to save the bank, so the futures yeah. popped. Yeah, but you know, you could you could see it on the charts, right? It's right on the daily in two thirty three. They're outside the bands, and we're, we're hitting certain potential uh, uh, support um, that it's testing. And so we, we you know, we, we we may get a pop. But like, like I said, it's because the weekly is still down. So pay attention, and uh, after the pop, you might get a, a sell off. You know, it could be later in the week as well. Okay, um, but you know, you could see here. The futures are where it's at right now. And so when you wake up in the morning, is the future, you know, the same around the same or are they higher or are they lower? So if they're lower, then we know that, you know, they've been coming down, right, overnight. Uh, but if they're higher, then we know they're coming up. If they're flat, then right, it's probably just kind of hang out. Okay. And it looks like they're advertising to me, uh, you know, stuff I'm interested in here. <laughs> well let's see the one on the right uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah these are all things that i like hobby? yeah they're all stuff that uh all part of my hobbies yeah i didn't think you wore pink dude yeah have you not had a haircut in a while <laughs> all right so i'm going to send it back to you chris Hold on, I'm shopping. When's your birthday again? <laughs> you gonna give me stacks of uh, of, of Benjamins of uh, paper money? No, it'll cost me those Benjamins to get the one next to the Benjamins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your screen's doing that flash thing again. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Back to you. you get it. All right, you got it. Are you sticking around? Or you got to take off. Um, I, I may need to jump off soon. I, ju I I'm hearing them. They're, they're they're trying to make noise without trying to make noise. No, I understand. I, I was waiting to hear some banging on the door. Oh yeah. 
but if you need me uh, uh let's me. see uh what do we do um we can do the split calendar you want to do look we'll go over the split calendar in uh on the on the webinar uh we could but there's you know really uh hasn't been a whole lot of splits that are meaningful and uh you know uh there's there's a there's a few websites out there that you guys can use to track uh splits as we talked about yep um but you know of recent uh you know the ones that come to mind you know not too long ago were amazon google and tesla but some of the other names you know not not really great um That's fine. so yeah, but you know, in the coming years, as we you know we enter through, let's say we as we if we could go through a new uh, when we go through a new bull market cycle, you'll tend to see more uh, split names. Cool. You want me to just? No, you're good. Yeah, we do it later. Split, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, you're cool. All right, let's jump back into the material. We don't have much more to go. It's actually pretty good. <clears throat> so. When you first sat through the POWs material, I talked about trend, decision, and action, right? You got a trend chart, <clears throat> you're looking to make a decision on a trade chart, and then you decide how you're gonna take action or when you're gonna take action. Whether you're using, go down to the precision chart or just jump in either at the very close of the 3X candle or near the open of the following candle. And it's easy to spot when all the indicators are crossing, but it takes a while to be able to recognize the trade. And the reason for that is there's subtleties that are buried within the chart and buried within all the charts. And it takes, it takes experience to be able to recognize those. If you don't have your mind around the concept of trend decision action, this next part's gonna sound really easy, but you gotta understand the relationships between the charts. <clears throat> so in January, to quote what I put in the manual, you focus all your trading when the weekly, daily, or 233 is at a potential support resistance area where the indicators appear to be confirming that particular potential support resistance area. And wherever there's potential indicator support, the trade chart will be the next lower chart. And you're going like, wait, what did he just say? You focus your trading when the weekly, daily, or 233 are at a potential, I'm just going to, at a potential support resistance. And the indicators appear to be confirming. This is written in the January notes. <clears throat> when you see that potential indicator support, you drop down one trade chart, drop down a time frame, that's where your trade's going to show up. So if you see indicator support on the daily, you trade the 233. <clears throat> Another way to think about it, look at it backwards. When you see an entry, a 3X on whatever time frame, look at the next two bigger charts. And what you do is you count the pieces of evidence to do the trade. And you want lots of reasons. What I tried to do was to make this a science out of what is really an art. <clears throat> and there's some re when you're looking for those reasons, there's some reasons that are stronger than others. You want a minimum of three strong reasons. But the more you have, the more confident you get. Remember, three is the minimum. And if you only look for a minimum of three reasons, you're going to get minimum results. 
So remember, there's an art to this. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to figure out a way to try and make it as scientific as possible as you're learning, but it's still an art. And that means it's going to take time to gain the experience to achieve the art. And so your reasons for entry and exit are listed right here. <clears throat> so you could have price at the top band. The top band could be expanding. It could be at the bottom band. The bottom band could be expanding. You've got the 200, the 50, and the mid band, or the 21. Also, add in the 89. I forgot to include that in there. So write in by hand the 89 moving average. Another reason you've got the, the two and the three crossing. You've got stoke crossing. And then as a weak reason, you've got stoke above or below 20 and 80. You've got MACD crossing. You've got DMI crossing. You've got DMI at a relative low. We've talked about that. <clears throat> We've got it kicking up from a relative low. We've talked about that. <clears throat> and we can see uh, ADX being relatively high. Then I've got divergence, bullish and bearish on Stoke and MACD. I've got histogram reversing, which basically is a cross. <clears throat> I've got the histogram going flat. Right? You look at that and you'll see what that means when you look at the charts. I've got tweezers, both top and bottom. I've got engulfing, both bearish and bullish. Dark cloud cover, I referenced it quickly. If you don't know what it is, go look it up. You can find examples of it. We talked about dojis. There's a variety of dojis. We talked about a hammer. Talked briefly about a hanging man inverted hammer. If you're not familiar, go look them up. You can get them explained really quick. There's a piercing pattern which is uh, related or similar to engulfing. Go look at that, you'll see it. And then I've got laminate, right? The top band or the bottom band, laminated with either the 200 or the 50 or the 89. Add that in as well there too, please. Okay, those are all reasons for entry and exit. Got them all listed right there. Just add in the 89 on the laminate spot and add in the 89 on the moving averages. <clears throat> So here's your rules, entry and exit. You gotta have a three X on the trade chart, triple cross. And you gotta have at least three strong reasons on the next two bigger charts that support your trade. Having more than three is much better. Exit reasons have gotta be present on the day you make the decision. In other words, they're not additive, I can't go back. And exit reasons are on the trade chart and the next two bigger timeframes. And the combined total is what you count towards the required number of reasons. Now, here's where this gets fun. If a trade isn't working, you cannot exit until you've got at least four exit reasons. I don't care if they're strong or weak. If a trade's profitable, you can't get out until you've got five exit reasons that are present. You're like, wait, what the hell? Go back and look at a trade. Hey, Chris, are you still there? Do you take off? You might have stepped away. Go back and look at a couple trades you've done. And rather than having Chris hold your hand stepping through it, I'm not going to hold your hand stepping through it, bringing up my charts. Look through those. 
look for a spot where you got an entry and then look and see if you can find three reasons that support the entry. If you just think about it, we say hit the band, spread the band, come off the band, there's your three. And now you're looking for additional reasons. And now when you go to exit the trade, we say we're going to take it up to the upper band. Well, we said stoke north of, north of 80. If you're doing a bullish trade, there's one. Tap the upper band, that's two. Maybe the band is spreading, there's three. Now, what to do in the next bigger time frames? Might be doing a couple of those also. There's your five reasons. You look at it and go, oh, that makes it simple. Now, when I look at a trade, I promise you, I don't go through and count reasons. I just know it intuitively. I know it instinctively. I know what I'm looking for. But when you're starting out, if you're trying to get your head around the art, I put this together for you to help you to try and make it a bit more scientific. But don't change, I wouldn't necessarily change your trade log where you're counting reasons. But if you do it for a few weeks, you'll find that they just start to jump out at you. And before you know it, you're, you're looking at that. And you'll hear me as we go through charts in the future, I'll say, hey, just count the reasons, count the reasons. And it becomes pretty clear on whether or not you should or shouldn't exit or enter because it lines up for you right there. But the idea behind put, the idea of putting this there for you is to help what is art make it a little bit more scientific for you, for the engineers in the group that want the micrometer or the checklist. But it's no different if you've, if you've been on a, like a dating website. You know what you're looking for. It's height, weight, age, earning, whatever the hell your criteria are. But you don't just go through and count, oh, this person, you know, I've got 12 items on my checklist. This hits eight of them. Because there could be four items that they don't hit that are the most crucial. So you learn to, you know, when you, when you see somebody trying to determine if they're attractive or not, you don't go through a checklist. You just know. And the reason you know is because you've seen lots of people. You know what your eye is drawn to. And the same thing will work on the charts. You know what your eye is going to be drawn to. But this helps you solidify that a bit. Questions on this? Hey, Chris. Uh, Yasha here. Quick question. Um, so if one of my reasons in the plan to exit is a two and three cross, you're saying at this level, there should be that plus three other reasons on the trade and two next larger charts? Or would I still I take the... So when you look, uh, let me think about that. If you're, and you're saying get out at a loss or get out at a gain? Yeah, at a, sorry, at a loss. So if your exit is getting out at a loss in two and three cross, that's it. You don't need that. If you're unsure... But I would say, actually, go back and find trades that did that. Find a trade where it gave you a proper enter and then it reversed against you. And see if, um, when you see that two and three cross, see if you can go find four other reasons or three other reasons on that time frame and the next two bigger ones. I'll bet you can. Most of the time, you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking about that. I think from some, looking from some of my charts, I've, I've realized there's usually enough reasons to exit anyways. Exactly. And then uh, the, the, other, the other point, you mentioned that in January, you mentioned it once. I think it was up to three times you mentioned sort of the, the detail about weekly, daily, 233 approaching potential yes. support resistance. Yep. Uh, yeah, made note of that. No problem.
Hey, Chris, oh. I had another question. Go ahead. Um, when you're talking about DMI crossing, I noticed like the, the relative low and the kicking up from a relative low, and I note it when DMI crossing, but um, are you referring to that as for an entry or both exit and entry? So it's not so much on the exit, it's more on the entry side. Yeah, so it, even if it's not a sharp cross, is that still having any weight? Tim, how often do you hear Tim or Chris and I and or when talk about DMI crossing? It's more about the low kick. Exactly. Up. Exactly. <clears throat> I usually don't even notice it. I've had other people and go, oh, by the way, DMI cross. Like, oh, it did. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Other questions? Yeah, Chris. Please. Yeah, uh, I'm a little confused by the asterisk because I've I thought I've heard crossing front like Stoke RSA crossing from below 20 was a pretty strong reason to have some confidence. It, it raises your confidence, but it just crossing above 20 is not enough to do the trade. Think of that more as an additive. If I just had Stoke crossing 20, uh, okay, I'd like to have more stuff with it. And usually when you're coming up from below 20, Jeremy, more often than not, you got a whole bunch of reasons with that. Mm -hmm. But said differently, if I didn't have it crossing from below 20, that's not gonna keep me out of the trade. Right. And this is applied to ADCAT, so you're looking for reasons across all the charts. You got it. I got the trade chart and the next two biggers. The next two biggers. <laughs> the next two bigger charts. <laughs> yeah, my, my suggestion is don't, don't overthink it in looking at these like, boy, what about, what about? Go back. If you've been printing the charts that you did, as I've instructed you to do from, you know, class two in POWs or class three in POWs, go back, pick 10 trades. Just randomly pick 10 and go back and see like, oh, look at that. He's right. If it's a profitable trade. I got to have five. Usually you'll find five reasons when you get out, if you did it correctly. And if you get out of a loss, you need four. <clears throat> if you already can spot an entry and know how to do an exit, you don't need this. This is for those that are like, man, I'm really confused with what I'm looking for. I can't remember everything. Here's all the things we've we've talked about. Put it all on one page. Hey, Chris, I got a question. Sure. Since we talked about the uh, uh, weekly daily 233 approaching potential support and the indicator supporting, I haven't quite grasped what that looks like. To me, it seems like a subtle turn, like they're a potential turn. Is, is there a way at either in the next uh, uh, webinar or the next class to be able to show an example of that? Sure. Well, um, well you've, you've, Chris has said it. He said it on all the things he was showing. He may not no, have I used exact words. I understand. Yeah, no, we'll yeah, we can look I'm at it. A, I'm a visual learner, so it's like to me looking at how the indicators are, are actually moving really, really helps me solidify in my brain what I'm looking for because I still have trouble with that so no problem yeah we'll look at that i'll have them look at that on the uh, next webinar 
Appreciate it. Thanks. No problem. Thank you for that. Oh, Eileen, great question. Um, oh, I just lost the text. Hold on one sec. Eileen, does your mic work? Her question is, can, can hitting a prior high or low or potential support resistance be considered as a reason? Yeah, it could. <clears throat> so, you know, I didn't include this in here, but a purple line, pink line could also be a reason as well. Thank you for that. I never even thought about including that. And you win the grand prize because nobody's ever pointed that out to me that we left that out before. What it gets you is a free cup of coffee next time we do a live class. Hello, Chris. Yes. Yeah, these uh, these reasons for entry and exit, these are really helpful because there were, there were several times or a lot of times where I was trying to find reasons and write them down, but I just couldn't comprehend what I should be writing down, writing down even though all these reasons makes sense <laughs> that's cool and Tavares I think what will happen is after you, you get these kind of solidified in your brain you mm -hmm. won't even realize that you're thinking that way because it just becomes second nature yeah 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 thank you but a lot of times what you'll find is when you go back and look at a trade that failed you won't be able to mm -hmm. find a lot of strong reasons or the other thing you can do <clears throat> not only count the reasons for the trade count the reasons against the trade okay and a lot of times when you when you go back and look at trades you did that failed go back and count the reasons that went against you and you'll find that you'll be far outnumbered okay that makes sense yeah cool cool thanks you're welcome other questions All right, so we got the exit stuff. Chris covered the SPY 55 stuff. So I got anything in my notes to my ranty stuff. <clears throat> uh, on the reasons, remember it's an art and trying to make a science out of art, it's really challenging to describe. And so your knowledge and your practice to date and going forward will help you to see and understand what is written in those reasons. And the way that you see it better and better is not by reading it again and again. It's by practicing, practicing, practicing. <clears throat> the last thing to, to give you something to think about, you got to change your mindset, right? I opened up by talking about the poverty and wealth mindset or the, the scarcity and abundance. You got to quit thinking this is hard and please stop saying this is hard. Honestly, this is fucking easy. It's disgusting how easy this is. Now, it's hard to get your head around it. And I wouldn't even say it's hard. There's a lot of moving parts. I got a couple pilots that are in the room. Your, your classmates are professional commercial pilots. They got a lot more to worry about than this. When they make a mistake, people die. Their rules are written in blood. When we make a mistake, we lose a little bit of money. 
this is not hard. You get think about what you're sitting at home now in either a heated room or an air conditioning room, depending on what part of the country you're sitting in, in basically your pajamas. And I'm showing you ways that you can make unbelievable amounts of money. And all it takes is you understanding the method and what we're looking for and then getting your psychology squared away. Oh my God, that's so simple. It takes time to get there, but that's awesome. And there's no limit on, I don't care your, what gender you are. I don't care what race you are. I don't care how smart or educated you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care your weight. It doesn't matter. That's the coolest thing about this. There is nobody here that can, there's nobody in the world that can stop you from doing what you want to do here. The only limitation is what you put on yourself to get better at this. All you do is just keep working on the prediction homework. That is the best homework you can do. You got to go through your nightly charts, but then spend time doing prediction work. <clears throat> There's a YouTube video out there. You can find, I, I keyed it in, you type it in as you see. It's Mark Douglas, and it's, it's a video about how to think. Well worth the, I believe it's about an hour if I remember correctly. Well worth taking the time to listen to it. One of the books on the book list is by Mark Fisher and Mark Allen, or Mark, yeah, Mark Fisher and Mark Allen. It's How to Think Like a Millionaire. And they've got a quote in there from the guy that founded IBM. And what he said in there was, nothing in the world takes the place of persistence. Talent doesn't, because there's nothing that's more common than unsuccessful people with talent. Genius is not it. Unrewarded genius is a proverb. Education will not. The edu world's full of educated derelicts. It's persistence and determination that make the difference. You just got to be persistent. The only real failure is when you give up. Do not give up. Don't quit. I said that from day one. Takes three things to succeed at this. Have a don't quit attitude. Strong work ethic. Be willing to follow instructions. If you got those three things, it's fine. It's just a matter of when. cool thing is all you got to do is see possibilities where other people see problems or impossibilities it's an awesome place but there is so much opportunity in this arena in this country but specifically in this arena it's amazing all you got to do is give right you give back you give thanks stuff comes back to you it's an infallible truth and what's really cool is you have got the power to create a ton of good in the world for a lot of people. <clears throat> and you can do it either by sharing the knowledge on what you gain on this or the money you make on this. Go support the causes you believe in. It's an incredible opportunity. And you just get to decide, sit down and do the work. There are people now that, that I started training you know, 10 years ago showing this stuff. And now they're really starting to see the, the fruits of their reward, the fruits of their labor. And it wasn't easy. In fact, just so you know, they had it a lot harder than you did. They didn't have the Wednesday webinars. They didn't have the coaching. And for a while, they didn't even have an audio. The only time they could hear this was coming into a hotel room whenever I was talking. You got it so much easier. And that you've got recordings of all this stuff. 
you to do is sit down and apply yourself. It's an awesome spot to be. Any questions before we call it a night? The two books. Oh, thank you. Two books were. Uh, let's see. One of them was. The Fourth Turning. Uh, William Strauss and Neil Howe. That's it. So this one. And what was the other one? Was it Peter Schiff? Is that the one I think? I can't remember. Yes, I believe so. Um, how an economy grows. I think that's it. Yeah. Looks like a comic book. Yep, that's it. Hardcover comic book. How an economy grows and why it crashes. I don't have those on the website. So I can't, I don't have a spot. You just click on it, but click on the website, go to Amazon, you get it from there. Let's see, what do we got coming up? We've got um, <clears throat> March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. The uh, We've got, that's the holiday. Um, got POWs in a week, I believe, if I remember correctly. Got another one after that, and then class fives after that. Uh, we got a mixer on April 1st. You all should have received a note on that. No need to RSVP, but that's out in uh, Chino Hills. And then the week after that, we've got, I think it's the week after that, we've got, um, um, bum, 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 what's what I'm looking for, the Wednesday webinar. If you're interested, the, if you notice the stuff that Chris was showing today um, when he was doing the 55 trades and the detail he was showing on that, if you've not been through coaching, that's what Wen shows in coaching. So there's another series starting up on that in April. If you're interested, it's on the website. And what else? Um, if you're looking for, you know, hanging out with like-minded, if you're in LA or Southern California, they've got a couple of cash flow games coming up. We're doing those live again. Uh, one of them is on, I believe, in fact, I know it's this Wednesday. We're meeting at a Denny's in Huntington. I think we're meeting at Denny's in Huntington Beach. That'll be on the website. Doug and I need to get together and figure out where we're going to meet for the one on the following Tuesday. So Doug, one of us has the to-do to get to call the other one of us and figure that out. But the opportunity to meet with your peers, there's a lot of students that end up going to those. Um, we're coming back out of doing the, or coming back into doing those live. <clears throat> so I would expect that the numbers will be a little low at the beginning, but before COVID hit, we were seeing anywhere between 30 and yeah, ballpark 45, 50, 55 people showing up at those, the bulk of whom were students. So it's your opportunity to mix and mingle with uh, like-minded folks. So the opportunities there to meet with each other, I've given you all the knowledge that I can. It's up to you to apply it. It's totally up to you. If nothing else, have a great couple of weeks and uh, keep an eye on the emails. We'll see you at the Wednesday webinar and we'll go from there. Have a great night and have a great couple of weeks. Right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris.